So a couple announcements real quick before we get started. These are reading glasses. I don't know why I'm wearing them right now. Um, First announcement is, um, oh my gosh, I just blanked. Dowdy, I'm so sorry. Okay, so Revolution, we had our meeting last Wednesday. If you couldn't make it, see someone um, who, someone else who's here, because pretty much everyone here is a core member. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to start pushing on everyone to invite, no, to talk and start building relationships with two people per week. Um, the goal is to build a relationship to where, um, it's deep enough that you can tell them the gospel, that you can invite them to church, that you can present things to them in that manner. If that means it's the same two people every week, that's fine. But we want you to invest into two people starting like yesterday. So that's our first announcement. Our second announcement is we need people to get more involved if, um, you are interested or actually you're a Christian, so it's your job to do it. So let's, let's do it. Um, so if you want to help feed and get to know people in the East end, go see Allie or AJ. Um, those are Friday nights. Um, if you want to help pick up trash in the East end, you go see Dowdy and that's Saturday mornings. It's tentative and we're even going to do it to your schedules, which is huge. That's pretty cool. Um, if you want to help with nursery or free market, those are coming up. You can go see, um, autumn, um, and that's coming up in June. So start getting your stuff for that. Um, we have all sorts of ministries that you can get into. Um, and we are very adamant and very persistent in creating new ones so that everyone is involved. So it's very important that, um, you guys start taking action because although works doesn't save you, that's a product of your salvation. So get your honey and gear. Anything else? No. Because I'm gangster. Okay. Anywho, I think that's it. We're really excited. Uh, Caleb's preaching tonight, if you didn't know. He's like so excited. He's like, he was jumping and screaming. It was really weird and out of character, but what are you going to do? So, um, real quick, we will let you guys socialize because it's very important to get to know your church family because this is who we're growing with. Um, so, the question of the day drum roll. Ah, oh, come on, like two people, it's so lame. Okay, would you rather have feet that were hands or hands that were feet? Like, both of them be feet or both of them be hands? Did that make sense? Or just introduce yourself if you feel awkward asking that question. <laughs> All right, uh, 30 seconds and break. Hello? Hi. How are we doing revolution? Yeah, keep it going. Come on, come on. Yeah, we're small in number, but we're passionate. All right, cool. So uh, I'm Caleb, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, this is my second time speaking, so if I'm horribly awkward or if this thing falls off my face, then don't please don't judge me. Uh, cool, so tonight we're going to be talking about wisdom. Um, before we do that, I kind of have a personal announcement. Um, I've recently just accepted a position as worship leader in Indianapolis. Uh, so next Sunday will actually be my last Sunday here, so... Uh, that's pretty bittersweet, because um, I'm pretty excited to be there. Yeah, it's it's a really cool opportunity, but uh, it's going to suck a lot being away from all you guys. So uh, just be praying for me in, in that transition. So I love you guys a lot. So there's that. Uh, so like, feel free to talk to me about that and talk to me about apartments and weird stuff that I'm awkward about. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, to, man, this thing is the worst. I do not like it. It's like my beard doesn't like it, I think is the main thing. Uh, So tonight we're talking about wisdom. Um, And uh, 
I'm an idiot, so I feel totally unqualified to talk about wisdom. Uh, I'm a young dude with a beard. The beard does not inherently give wisdom, contrary to popular belief. Uh, I'm just young, and I got the power. So, um, so I, I feel pretty unqualified to talk about this tonight, so bear with me. Um, I, we're going to be going through James 1, 5 through 8, and really all I'm going to do is say what he says a bunch of times in a bunch of different ways. Uh, so so I, I say that just because I, I don't want you to think that I'm coming up here as a young dude trying to say, like, oh, here's what wisdom is. Like, here's, you know, like I'm bestowing what wisdom really is. Like, no, I am just as much, if not more, in need uh, of, of wisdom as, as much as you guys are. So uh, think, very much think of me as, uh, as in the exact same boat, if not, you know, one that's like five miles away, farther away. So uh, with that, we'll pray, and then we'll get into it. So Father God, thank you so much for, for everybody here and, and for this church, um, and ultimately for what you've done for us. And I just pray that you uh, use my words um, to help all of us, to help all of us to, to grow in, in knowing what wisdom is and, and grow in knowing uh, um, how we can pursue it and, and how important it is to pursue it. And, um, and God, that we would just cherish uh, what Christ did on the cross as, as enabling us uh, to pursue that wisdom. Um, God, we love you so much and you, you are beautiful. So just bless our time together and help us to, to leave this place um, that much more in love with you, that much more in awe of you and that much more with passion to go out into this community and share your good news. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Cool. So let's just, let's jump right into it. Uh, there should be Bibles all around you. Uh, open it up to James 1, 5, or J- James chapter 1, we'll look at verses 5 through 8. And I don't know what page that's on. As soon, as soon as somebody finds that, holler at it. 735. Sweet. Cool. So everybody's there. Looks like everybody's there. Cool, so we'll get to it. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. All right, that is... God's holy word. Um, so, James is telling us to seek wisdom, but what, what exactly is it? Um, it's not abundantly clear from that text that, that what wisdom is. He just kind of assumes we know it. I feel like in this day and age, like when we talk about wisdom, I, I just think of like some old guy with a really long beard, white beard preferably, uh, who, who just is very uh, uh, kind of untouchable, very um, otherworldly, like uh, I'm trying to think how to explain it. Just some dude that's like, you don't even know how to talk to him because he just like talks in parables all the time. Like, just kind of weird. One of that guys. Um, so, I feel like it's, it's, it's odd to think about it in our context because we're, um, I, I feel like it, my generation is so in love with seeking um, what it means to be right and, and seeking facts. Um, and that's cool and all, but uh, it doesn't seem like we're that, that enthused with, with seeing what wisdom is, and it's, and it's not the same thing. Charles Spurgeon actually says, describes wisdom as this, Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all, greater, all, are, yeah, and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. So Spurgeon is telling us that it's not just that we have you know, a bunch of facts in our head that we, you know, can, can cite 
uh, every single um, Bible passage about every single topic. It's, it's that we have that sort of information. We know how to properly use it. Um, I, know, I know at Rev that we are um, incredibly, incredibly theological, uh, theologically understand, uh, under, or learned, I guess I should say, um, with like free sim and, and the stuff that, that Matt and Dave, whenever they were here, they, they did. So um, I know a lot of us have that, but um, are, are we necessarily seeking wisdom? Are we seeking the right way to use that knowledge? Um, so that's, that's kind of what a, um, I'm kind of leaving that up to you. I'm not going to answer that with the sermon, so whatever. Uh, so cool. So it's, it's not necessarily that we, that we just have all the facts or, or that we um, can say everything that's every which, every which place in, in the Bible, but that we, we know how to properly, properly use that information. So um, this is not entirely accurate, but this is kind of the way I think about it. Wisdom is practical where theology is uh, factual. Um, so I'm, I'm not completely happy with that articulation of it, but um, theology and kind of the, the common sense of understanding what is in the Bible. Um, so wisdom is taking what is theological and, and putting it into action. So with that, what is the knowledge that we need to know? Like what is, what is that knowledge that we need to use rightly in order to have wisdom? Um, John Calvin, which I don't know how you feel about John Calvin, but I'm going to quote him anyway, so get over it. Uh, he begins his institutes with uh, the, this, the very statement. It's not, on, it's not up on the screen, but um, he describes true wisdom as beginning with uh, the knowledge of self and the knowledge of God. Those two things. So I, that's one thing I think is pretty abundantly true. And, and you might say, Caleb, what about, uh, well, I'm, I can't even think of all the different places that it's in the Bible, but a lot of different places in the word, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what about that? you may say, and I would say, I think that's pretty compatible. If we're, if we're properly fearing the Lord and having the proper um, reverence for who God is, that involves understanding his nature and understanding ours. Um, so with that standard, I, I, I'm going to kind of elaborate on, on what that means. So, so uh, first, well, what does it mean to really know ourself? Uh, so who are we as humans? Uh, we suck. That's kind of the basic thing. Uh, so we, we are depraved. We are fallen. We uh, were made for, for perfect relationship with God, and we spat in his face and told him we wanted to do what we wanted to do. So we are inherently depraved, and, and because of that, we deserve God's wrath. Um, I think that's, that's the beginning of where our fear should be, um, is that we, we have rebelled against God, and because of that, we need to mediate with him. And we need that mediation because God, and this is what the knowledge of God is, who, who is God, um, we need that mediation because God is perfect. He is holy. He is self-sufficient. He is, he is the creator of all things. He demands judgment, or justice. Uh, he, and he exhibits mercy on us. So he's love and he, he is justice. He is everything that's good. So our sinfulness um, against him is, is that much more um, um, deplorable. It's that much more um, unbelievable. Sorry, I keep messing with this, and I'm, it's just it's what it is. Uh, so we, we are depraved, and we are rebelling against God. So that in and of itself, I, th- I think, should be pretty um, uh, revelatory in terms of, of what needs to happen. We need mediation between us and God. We, we need 
that gap to be bridged because who we are now, we're, we're just lost. We are on our own. We don't have guidance. We don't have anything here on our own. We don't have any of, of that love and that perfection that God offers. So with that, we, we know that um, with, through Jesus that we're able to have that mediation, that through Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross for us, that he died in our place, that he took upon himself our sin, and that he, he, uh, he, he died and rose again, that he um, embraced wrath, embraced death, and took it upon himself, and then overcame it. We know that through that, that we again have relationship with God. I mean, that's what we celebrated a few weeks ago with Easter. We celebrated the, the, the uh, success of, of the cross and the resurrection, the success and the, the victory that, that Christ had for us. So, so without God, we, we, have, we had our, a broken connection and, and we, we didn't have access to everything that God had to offer for us. We, we didn't understand truth. We didn't understand um, beauty. We didn't understand goodness. But because of what Christ does for us, we're able to reach that. Because, because Christ died for us and because the Spirit pursues us, we know that God wants us and he wants us to be in his light. We, he wants us to be in his truth. He wants us in relationship with him that we can be more like him yet again. So uh, I guess kind of ultimately with, with that knowledge of self and knowledge of God, um, with that we, we can understand that the most ultimate truth in, in terms of uh, wisdom is that Christ died to save us. That's the beginning of it. So in order to be wise, we have to recognize that, that the gospel, we have to recognize the truth of the gospel and to set our hope only in that promise. So we kind of have a, a basic idea of, of where um, or, or what the truth is that, that we need to know. So um, I guess where does that wisdom come from? Well, kind of like I said before, it comes from God. Um, he's the one who wants us to have that. Um, so, so we can know that because if God is the one who saves us, then he is the one who can guide us. Um, it's, it's not that he just saves us and, and lets us go off on our own and figure it out. It's that he saves us and he sustains us. So part of that is him guiding us and, and giving us wisdom to know how to live day to day beyond the black and white rules that, that we see through, you know, all the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, beyond what's um, crystal clear on what's right and wrong to know how to handle certain situations that might be a little gray. Um, so yeah. So James tells us that the wisdom comes from God and that that wisdom is made possible through, through the, the action of the cross and, and through the Spirit's pursuit of, of us. And it's, it's something that God wants for us. It's that God wills for us. I mean, you read, you read in the passage, it's, uh, James is telling us, like, if you ask, God wants you to have this. God so wants you to have this. He wants you to to, to know what he knows. He wants you to, to have access to that truth. Otherwise, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have given, given us Jesus on the cross. He wants us to seek wisdom. So all we have to do is ask. So we know that, uh, and we, uh, we know that even just, even, even from the Old Testament, because, I mean, look at wisdom literature. Look at 
Proverbs, all of that is, is bestowing wisdom. It's, it's trying to convince us that seeking wisdom, seek, pursuing God's path is what we need to do. Um, if you guys would look to Proverbs 4, uh, chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, it'll be up on the screen. Um, it starts, My father taught me, take my words to heart, follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom, develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. Embrace her and she will honor you. She will place a lovely wreath on your head. She will present, ah, she will present you with a beautiful crown. So we know that uh, through that and, and similar exhortations in, in the Old Testament that um, what, what God is trying to tell us is that if we, if we seek wisdom, um, we are, in a sense, preserving ourselves. We don't seek it to do preserve ourselves, but it's what will ultimately benefit ourselves more. And I'm not saying that when we seek wisdom that everything goes our way, because uh, pretty clearly not, but, but it's what we need, it's what we're made for, is to seek wisdom. So God desires that we seek wisdom and not just right knowledge. Uh, it's not just the right things. Um, that we would properly understand how to, how, to, how to live instead of just how to properly think. And that's why keeping to the path is so important, um, as it says in there and, and other Proverbs, is that it's, it's, it's behavioral, it's, it's, it's actions, it's, it's not just our thinking. Um, I think a lot of times when we say wisdom and when we ascribe somebody as wise, we think of them as, as really just kind of having, a, being able to work things out in their mind very well. And that's obviously a part of it, but um, it's being, being able to live that out. Um, I guess, I, I, I feel like I can't really say that enough. Um, and I know, I know that's what James wants us to pull from this, that it's, it's not that we are merely um, knowing all the right things and keeping in mind the right truths in our head whenever we're facing trials. It's that um, whenever trials come our way, um, that we sustain, we, we keep within the path that God sets before us, that um, we don't take trials as an excuse, but that we um, embrace them and, and get, use it as an opportunity um, to grow closer to God, to, to, to do that much more of the right thing uh, that God wants us to do. Uh, let's look at Proverbs 9, uh, verses 1 through 12. I bounce around a lot. I, that's what I did last time, and I assume that's probably what I'll do every time in terms of uh, scriptures, so do it. We'll do it to it. Uh, so yeah, it'll be up on the screen. Uh, Wisdom has built her house. She's carved its, its seven columns. She has prepared a great banquet, mixed the wines, and set the table. She has sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, Come, eat my food, and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. Learn to use good judgment. Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise, and they will love you. Instruct the wise, and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous, and they will learn even more. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. That, there you go. Uh, I'll talk about that just a second ago. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. If you become wise, you will be the one to benefit. If you scorn wisdom, you will be the one to suffer. So again, it's 
It's that wisdom is, is what we need. It's what God wants for us, is to, to grow in knowing what he would will for, for our lives and, and for our actions and for our thoughts. Um, so from this text, uh, I have a, I guess, here's where I'm trying to impart wisdom, uh, being the young, ignorant dude that I am. Uh, so f- from this text, I, I noticed a few things. So first, um, that true wisdom leads to true living. Um, so if you notice in verse 6, it says, leave your simple ways behind and begin to live. It's not begin to live rightly. It's begin to live. It's a fulfillment of who we are. It's, it's not just um, one way versus another. It's, it's the only way. It's the ultimate way. So when we grow closer to God, when we seek his truth in scripture and in prayer, uh, we understand more about who he is. Um, We understand more about what he desires for our lives or what he expects out of us. Uh, An example that comes to mind is I've recently been reading through uh, Tim Keller's Meaning of Marriage book. Um, And in that book, he's talking about the, the relationship he has with his wife. And that uh, he says that throughout the years, the the more he's grown close with his wife, the the more he's gotten to know her, the more that in any situation he knows uh, precisely how she would respond. Um, And so he says that that in that moment, he has essentially like two options, that he could either go his way or he could go his wife's way. So it expands his ability to respond in any situation. Um, And and I have to say, whenever I read that, I just think, man, that is just us and God. That has to be when we read scripture and when we pray and when we pursue God, that has to be the same sort of relationship that um, it's not just that we are memorizing scriptures or that we're um, have all these facts in our head, but that we, when we love and grow closer to God, that we want, we see more of of who he is and and what he wants or what he would do. Um, So it's, it's, we enable ourselves in those kind of situations when we are growing and we see the two options, what we would want to do and what God would want to do. We're able to, to, to evaluate each and see that what God wants to do is better. So from that, we can see that um, it's, it's, a, it's more clearly a way of, of how to live that is, uh, or is the way to live. It's not just a way to live. Um, it's not simply just a list of do's and don'ts. It's... it's um, living in such a way that you are living in relationship with God. Um, so second, and this is kind of a, a similar point, um, second, wisdom requires heeding God's word. Uh, I feel like it's kind of abundantly obvious. Um, but we, we read the, I read passages like this, and there's always a inner, like, I don't know, maybe Martin Luther in me that's like, I don't know, I, I mess up. I can't always heed God's word. Is wisdom impossible if I mess up? I sin. Like, isn't there grace in that? Uh, but, of course, we're sinful. It's, it's not saying that we, that we um, simply don't ever, ever mess up. That's, that's just something we have to deal with. But it's, it's that we um, are committed to that path. It's that we um, are committed to that path. And I'm not saying it's okay to sin, but I'm saying that it's, um, it's, it's not as if your uh, sinning makes you um, any less uh, uh, applicable to that situation. That it's, it's just that we have to remove sin uh, or what's really at the, the, the heart of sin in order to, in order to fully pursue wisdom. That um, we have to get to what we're committed to. It's about commitments. Um, that sin is, 
in and of itself isn't the problem. It's the, it's the, or the, the sin behavior. It's the heart of it. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm stumbling all over this. Uh, so it, it's not that it's just we have these sucky behaviors. It's that we have to get to the commitment in our heart to the idols that we've set up for ourselves. Um, and that we have to remove those commitments and set them on, on God alone. Um, and that's why, that's why James is telling us not to be double-minded. He's saying it's, it's not that, hey, you mess up sometimes. It's, hey, you need to be fully committed to Jesus. You need to be fully committed to the gospel. You need to be fully committed to the kingdom of God. We can't have hearts and minds that, are, um, that have one foot in the door of the kingdom of God and the other foot in you know, porn or, or drug use or whatever, fill in the blank, it doesn't matter. Um, you can't do that. It has to be full uh, submission and full commitment to Jesus. We have to have an unwavering commitment to him and kill idolatry and submit our hearts to God um, in, in whatever ways we can. And it, it makes sense, uh, the way James is telling us this, because he's saying double-mindedness will result in, no matter how much you ask, you're not going to receive wisdom. And that makes sense, because why, if, if you aren't fully committed to, to, to God's mission, then why would he bestow wisdom on you, wisdom that would serve God's mission? That just doesn't make any sense. God is going to give wisdom to those who are committed to, to his purposes and to, committed to his mission. So third, um, we know that wisdom requires humility. Um, i trying to see what verse it was. I didn't write it down. Um, yes. Sorry. I can't read right now. I'm trying to find it. Yes, verse 9, sorry. Instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Uh, whereas before I was talking about if you rebuke a fool, they're just going to be mad at you. They're not going to want to listen. They don't care. They want to do what they want to do. But someone who's, who's wise will appreciate that uh, correction, will appreciate conviction in that way. Um, so from that, I just see that that, that begins with having a knowledge of, of who we are, um, basically, that we understand our, our depravity. We understand that we're just so messed up. We understand our sin. Um, so from that, we understand how lowly we are, um, and thus, we, the, the wise person will, will put into action that where they're messing up, um, if they really want to be closer to God, then, then they will cut out the, the crap that's getting in the way of, of the mission and, and, and appreciate where they're being corrected. Um, that they want that kind of correction. I, I guess it's like, uh, as a musician, I think, uh, if, my, if a song I write just totally sucks, is like horrible, I don't want people to come up and be like, boy, that was just such a lovely song. It's like, no. Like, if it's stupid, if it's, if it's not good art, come up and be like, hey, dude, like, I felt like on this part you could have uh, had a little bit more dynamic or da-da-da-da. Like, give criticism. That way I can make the song better. It doesn't help anybody. Um, it doesn't help me as an, as an artist to just take nice compliments all the time. And it, I guess it's the same thing. Like, like someone who, who really is on the mission of God doesn't want to just be told, like, hey, great job, great job in whatever way you're serving. No, you, you want to know, like, whatever way I'm messing up right now, the light's going off. Whatever way I'm messing up, I, I want to I be made aware of it. I want to be made aware of, of where I'm going wrong. So from that, we should, we, as, if we're, if we, as people who are pursuing wisdom, we should appreciate 
correction and appreciate where others are pointing out our flaws. And not that they're doing so crudely, but that if someone's saying, hey, man, you need to cut this out, like, appreciate that. That's, that's going to help you in the long run. You want that. And I, I don't know. I, I know for me, I, I can so often, like, where I'm, I might be failing or I'm, I'm messing up, I, I so often just want to make excuses. And I feel like uh, from this passage uh, and from the right understanding of who I am, like, I, I can't do that. I've got to be humble about who I am. I've got to be humble about my position. Um, like, down in the East End, if I'm, if I'm making excuses, like, well, I can't really uh, commit to this or that. Like, I can't be there on Friday nights because uh, I have to be somewhere Saturday morning or something ridiculous. Um, I, or I'm making excuses that, that I can't be uh, in one service area or another because of, of certain other commitments. That, I mean, usually that, that can't be a great thing. That's, that would result out of um, pride, I would think. That uh, We would think that we're, we can excuse our, our lack of action in general because of, of certain excuses. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, you have to be down on our Friday nights. That's not what I'm saying right now. Um, I'm just saying that it, if we're making excuses and, and we're continually avoiding doing, doing service or we're continually avoiding doing the right thing and we keep making excuses for ourselves, we're not being honest about who we are um, and what we need. Um, so it's, when we're making excuses, we're just doing that out of pride. We're doing that to preserve ourselves, to, to keep ourselves built up. Uh, but when we accept criticism... When we say, yeah, I've junked up in this way, I've got to do better. I, I, think that, I think that comes from God. So, I know this isn't a very long message, so uh, in, in closing, I guess, um, I don't really have much to say by way of, of direction or anything. Uh, I, I'm a young dude, like I said. Like I, I'm, I don't have all the answers. I'm figuring them out just like you are. Um, so with Rev, I, I know we're um, concerned with our level of evangelism, and we're concerned about our, our growth, uh, both spiritually and, and um, us as a body, whether we're, we're bringing people to Christ and bringing people to church or, or anything like that. Um, that's on our hearts, and um, I guess what I'm saying, like, I don't know. Like, all I can say is persevere. All I can say is pursue that truth. All I can say is read scripture and pray and, and be with one another and, and serve in as many ways as you can. Um, seek wisdom. Seek what God wants for this church. Seek what, um, what God would have for, for this body and, and for us as individuals. Um, that we, we have to get rid of our junk and just uh, commit ourselves fully to um, God's mission and the mission of this church. We, we can't just sit idly by and expect anything to change. Um, and I'm not saying this expecting anybody actually believes that. It's just a reminder. That's what all this sermon is. It's just a reminder. Um, so with that, I, I guess just continue seeking God in, in whatever way you can. Continue seeking his will. Continue seeking his truth in, in as many ways as you can. Because uh, I, I know I don't have all the answers. Maybe you don't have all the answers too, and that's okay. But we've got to seek them. We've got to figure them out. Uh, so with that, let's, let's pray. Um, God, thank you so much for, again, for your grace. Um, I know that we as a body, we as a group of people would be nowhere without that grace. That we would just be just continually obsessed with ourselves and, and, and worried about our own agendas. And, and if we are still God, please just rid that out of us. Let us be concerned with what you want for us. Let us pursue 
what true wisdom is. Let us pursue what, what you would have for us. God, we know that if we're just doing our own thing, that we, we can't do it. We're not doing it right. Uh, we can't grow as people and, and as a church if we're just wanting to do whatever we want to do. We, we have to submit to, to what you would will for us. So, um, God, just let this message be a prayer. Let it be a prayer that we would just submit ourselves to you, that we would lay ourselves down and say, God, work through us whatever way you would will. Let us go out into the community and, and speak what you would have us speak. Let us go to the East End and, and help people. Let us go uh, to the college and just have conversations. Let us uh, go to our workplaces and, and enable us to, to talk and have dialogue and, and share the good news uh, whenever we can. Uh, not to make this church anything great and, and not to, to say we won so many souls, but God, because people are worth it and because you're worth it and, and that we cherish who you are. God, thank you so much for what Christ did on the cross. That is our hope. That is our salvation. That is our everything. Um, and let that guide us when we're pursuing uh, your truth as we read scripture, as we pray, as we um, talk to those around us. Let us keep the gospel in mind that as we uh, live our day-to-day lives, that it is for your glory and it is uh, in your truth and in your wisdom. It is in your son's name we pray. Amen.